Hello, everyone. I'm Joseph Long, and this is episode six of This is the Long Version. Stories and musings about 21st century parenting, education, and organizing the creative process. Episode six. Thank you for being here. Wow. Okay, I'm going to say something that I've said the last couple episodes, but guess what? Going to have to hear it again. This episode is going to be a little bit different. Here's why. I actually do have a sort of battle plan in place for the upcoming next couple dozen episodes, and we do have some things we've been coming back to on a recurring basis. So please, if there's any part of those you're looking forward to, don't despair. I am swinging things back around. However, if there's one thing you take away today, it's the importance of flexibility and resilience. And when you find yourself in a Costco parking lot on a rainy afternoon with your brother in the next seat over, and you know there's some stuff you got to work out, then you seize that opportunity. So that's what I did. I seized that opportunity. I pulled out my phone and I began recording our con- our conversation with his full knowledge, of course. And uh, spoiler alert, he does best me in the argument that you're going to be hearing about soon. We cover quite a bit of ground. Um, in the last episode, I made some references to his casual relationship with uh, privacy, location tracking, technology, etc. And he decided to put me on blast for that. And in the course of that, we banter, argue, fight, and say some very strongly worded things to each other. We also talk about him being a new dad um, to a four-month-old, my niece. And we talk about a movie that he hates. And if there's one thing you take away from this, it's the very best relationships are built around being able to argue and debate well with people you care about. So that's what we do. Thank you for being here. Johnny Long coming up. This is the long version. This is the long version. So I'm sitting here in the parking lot of uh, Costco with uh, Johnny, Johnny Long, my brother, uh, younger by 11 years. And I just have um, 10 to 11 questions I'd like to ask you real quick. The big hippopotamus... You, you have 10. The big hippopotamus in the room is... Swear to God, if you mention the mist, we're going to have a problem. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to ask you about is you have very strong feelings about a film called The Mist. Can you just tell me in 20 seconds why you you get so worked up about it? Because it, it is unarguably the sloppiest piece of cinema to ever have been created. But they're still worthwhile. No. The word worthwhile does not go does not go with the movie The Mist. There's nothing worthwhile or, or redeeming about it. Can you give me a one-sentence summary? Um, and I'm going to give you the choice. There, everybody comes to a crossroads in life where you're faced with choices. I'm going to give you a choice as to whether to give away the ending or not give away the ending. Yeah, I, I cannot stand spoilers. Everybody, the main characters die at the end of the movie. Okay, so you came to your crossroads and you made a, you made a choice. Okay. Every every piece of cinema or television I have ever watched, throughout my thirty almost thirty three years of life, I would have a problem spoiling any parts of those things too, outside of the mist. The mist does not fall into the category of anything I will ever apologize for as far as spoiling something with it. Okay, so the other big um, issue in the room between us. I don't know that we're going to agree. That's a jet going overhead. Not a whole lot we can do about that. 
We're also not on I any wish kind somebody of... could take care of it. If only there was a remote control to just turn off airplanes flying overhead. Um, I hope that doesn't land me on homeland. Watch list kind of thing. Um, great show. Yeah, great show too. Have you seen the end of, would you like me to tell you the end of Homeland? No. Since you're into spoiling things these I'm days? I'm not into spoiling anything but would the you, mess. I want to tell you how, how Homeland ends. One of the great action dramas of our time. Do it, do it at your own peril. Okay. Do you what? want me to tell you how it ends or not? No, I don't. I'm going to watch it at some point. Well, I was maybe I was going to watch The Mist at some point, and you just gave it away. You've seen The Mist. I have not seen The Mist. Oh, thank God. You can save yourself 90 minutes of horror. Well, you just skipped to minute 90 and told me what happens, so why don't I just skip through eight seasons of Homeland and tell you what happens? It's not the same. How is it not the same? I have devoted an immense amount of time to Homeland. All you would devote is 90 minutes. Okay, so I guess we can score this one for you. So, score one for Johnny, zero for Joseph. Uh, next issue. So, I made some comments about you um, on the last podcast and your feelings on privacy and so forth. Um, would you like to address any of the comments that I made or inferences that I made about you and your relationship with sharing your location tracking with anybody who, <laughs> who wants it? Outside of completely discrediting you and what you said, <laughs> is it a factual representation of my feelings on location sharing, how you phrased me in your previous podcast? No, it's not. Okay, so just to recap real quick for anybody who didn't listen to my previous podcast, what I basically said was that this is one of the areas in life, you can have some more of my almonds that I just got from Costco if you want, just don't chew loudly. Um, what I said was that this is one of the big issues between us is when it comes to privacy and location tracking, then your desire to share your location with pretty much anyone who wants it mm -hmm. on your phone. I mean, is that accurate or inaccurate? It is in no way, shape or form accurate. There is nothing accurate about that statement. The, you, you essentially said that, <laughs> you essentially, implied that I would be comfortable sharing my location as though I would be comfortable sharing my social security number with any Joe Blow on the street. I am not going there to... There is a select few people that I have chosen to in my life for convenience sake, share my location with, sometimes not only for convenience, but because, I don't know, it's just cool to see where people are at. Okay, that's a good point. And I would like, just as a side note, I would like to say, to explain a tiny bit of the relationship between you and I, I have your social security number memorized. You do. I could say it out loud, out loud right now. <laughs> you do have it memorized. There is, outside of you and our mother, no one else knows that. I don't Maylani even, doesn't even know. I don't even remember my own children's social security numbers, but I remember your social security number. And that says something about our relationship is that we're close enough to share social security numbers. Well, at least I remember yours. I remember the first three of yours. <laughs> really? You can't give that away. You just narrowed it down by a factor of about two trillion. Wow. Okay. So that says something about your propensity I feel, for I feel sharing. As, I feel as about as bad as... I feel about as bad at giving away the first three numbers of your social security number as I do about spoiling the mist, which is not at all. You know I'm gonna bleep that out. Why? I did not wanna to have to bleep any part of this conversation out, but I'm going to have to do that now because you just gave away three of the most important numbers in my life. 
Oh, well, I'm excited to see how you bleep it out. I haven't heard you do that yet in your podcast. I did. You Have you not listened to all of my podcasts? I have. Who did you bleep out? I did. Out? I bleeped out something before. It was something that um, my daughter said, your niece. Did you bleep it out? Yeah, I bleeped it out. I thought you talked about bleeping it out, but you didn't actually bleep did it I out. Did I not? I, I thought... don't think you did. Oh, man. So probably what this will end up being is I something where check me on I that. talk about bleeping it out, but then I don't actually. Okay. You know what? Fine. Strike two for me. So Johnny two, Joseph's zero. And we still have eight items to go. Are you feeling good? Yeah, I'm on a roll. Okay. Uh, you're... Can I talk about... Can I talk about your daughter? Yeah, anything you want. She's, okay. She's an open book. She can't really communicate herself yet, so I get to choose for her. Okay, so tell me, can I state your daughter's age? Mm-hmm. Okay, how old is she? She is... She just turned four months old. Can you tell me what an what is one unexpected uh, surprise? I, I guess that's a double... I, I didn't say that very well. What is something unexpected that you've enjoyed that has also been um, unexpectedly challenging about having an infant? Hmm. Um, I feel like anything I have to say in regards to parenting comes across as very, like, pretentious and cliche. But it's not... I don't really think that you're ever prepared to have a child. I, I think I was prepared enough in that I had a general I had general expectations of what was coming but as far as I'm concerned for me personally nothing could have prepared me for the level of fatigue that I have experienced with an infant but at the same time my favorite thing is waking up and seeing seeing her wake up because in the midst of you know not feeling the greatest or crying her way through a good portion of the e- of the night um, to hurting my wife's lovely breasts. In the midst of that, she wakes up with like the most ginormous smile, just excited to see me. And that's the coolest thing in the world. So hand in hand, fatigue wasn't prepared for that, knew that it was going to be cool to have a kid. But it's even cooler than I thought, just being able to, to see her response and her reaction to seeing me every day. Do you feel that she has a wide variety of smiling, or do you think do you feel that she's kind of stuck in the same zone, like the same sort of dull, boring routine? Oh, I, I, I would here. like to hype her up and, and say that she has, you know, a multitude of different expressions, but no, she's pretty one-dimensional. She has one smile. Okay. Is she, so tell me, where does, she's four months old, um, where does she like to walk to and and run, and like, what kind of books does she like to read? Uh, this has been an area of concern. Developmentally, she's not doing some of the things that I would have hoped she would be doing at this stage in her life. Um, she, as far as walking, I, I am embarrassed to admit she's not walking yet. So she's four months old, and she smiles. She smiles. But she's not walking. She's not walking. Well, what does she, like, when she's just hanging out by herself for a few hours, when, um, what does she like to, to read? Like, is she into um, Great Expectations, or, like, if she's just reading on her own, like, just hanging out on the couch? she's reading on her or, own, she's, again, like, I, she is just clustered in to her age demographic. She likes pop-up books. 
I mean, I've, we've slowly started integrating a little bit more here and there, and we've we've put Harry Potter in front of her, but she just hasn't really been drawn to it so far. Okay. What is something that you, once she does start uh, speaking a little more intelligibly, or maybe I should say when you start understanding what she's saying a little better. Oh, I understand what she's saying now. Okay. Has she talked about me when I'm not there? Mm-hmm. What does she? What What do you think she's thinking about me? Like, what is her impression of me? Oh, I know exactly, but I'm not going to break that trust. She asked me not to. Why? Well, then fine. I'm not going to tell you something that your nephew, one of your nephews, said about you. I'm going to have to live with that. <sighs> You're being frustrating. I thought I was going to outgame you there. Okay. Well, based on how your daughter outwitted you in your previous podcast, this isn't surprising to me. I am. You know what? I'd like to I'd like to outwit somebody again. And that is one of the great things about having a 4-month-old or I have a 9-month-old right now. Um and I do occasionally have the feeling that I can still outwit a 9-month-old. Not all the time, but sometimes no, and it's no. a good feeling cuz no. Yeah, when you do it it is. Do you feel that you have been outwitted by by your 4-month-old? Unquestionably so, yes. How so? Mm. I felt like at the moment she projectile pooped into my mouth while I was changing her diaper that she won. There might have been a point in my life where I would have said gross, but in this case, it's one of those things you kind of shrug off and you deal with. Surprisingly enough, I didn't throw up. Okay. Um, in what ways is being a father, a dad now different than what you thought it might be, say, a year ago? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, different in that I'm not going to articulate this well. Do you like a mint while you're thinking? No, I just had one. Oh. I would say... Again, just going back to, you know, expectations, what you think parenting is going to be. And I always promised myself I wasn't going to be the kind of parent when I had a child that was, you know, when you have a kid, you'll, you know, you'll understand kind of deal. And I completely understand that it's different for every parent. I knew that my daughter was going to take up a good chunk of my life and that I was going to want to be with her. I don't know that there's anything that you can do to prepare yourself for feeling the responsibility for another, another human being 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It never turns off. So just the, it, it really is, uh, in my opinion, the most unselfish act for a human being to like a responsibility to take on it's accepting that that this person is completely dependent on our timeline is way up we've gone for 13 minutes you're gonna have to cut this down i don't want to cut um, it down i'm just gonna play this unedit unedited except for the bleep I'm going to have to bleep you during that one part where you give away my social security number. Sure. This is a segue 
This is an intermission, sort of like they do with Ben-Hur and other old movies. There's really no reason except it's a chance for me to say thank you to Jeremy Long, our other brother, who makes music. Isn't this a lovely little ditty? Well, back to Johnny. I'm back with Johnny, my brother. We're still sitting in the parking lot of Costco talking in the car. If the audio sounds a bit worse than it is right now, than it normally is, then we're not on any kind of mics or anything. But you know what? I'm just going to hand it over to uh, our, our younger brother, Jeremy Long, who's going to spiff it up and you know, punch a few buttons that uh, are going to make it sound just, really, really, yeah. just push hit, a button hit, or two. Hit that Photoshop button and it should just clean up the audio a bit. So you are a photographer and you're a father. Have you ever taken any photographs of your daughter? I've taken a few, few photographs of my daughter, yes. Do you get tired of taking photographs of her? I don't. What is one tip that you have as a photographer who is now a father of a four-month-old, what is one handy tip that you have for photographing or documenting your child's life that would be handy for somebody just regardless of what kind of camera they have? Uh, a very, very, very simple one that I that is not original at all that you will hear many other people say, many other creatives say, which is don't apologize for using what you have. And don't be afraid to shoot. And that's never been... I typically apply that to any professional work I'm doing. But even more so now as being a parent, I take a lot of pictures. A lot of a lot of garbage that ends up getting thrown out because Ziamara, my daughter, is not responding um, the way that I would hope that she would. And as far as posing and whatnot. But, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? She's not listening to me. Um, really though, the, uh, the one tip I would have would be to just shoot a lot and don't apologize for it. Well, thank you. That's a nice segue into the, what I wanted to ask you about next. Now, I've given you a little bit of a hard time and you've kind of bested me in the battle of, uh, wits regarding, I don't even, it was so long ago and I'm 43 now. So I, I think my memory has forgotten what it was even about. Something about privacy and what you choose to share with the world. And I think you acknowledging something about you're being okay with sharing everything with, or no, the opposite. The, yeah, no, this is something that you continually come back to. And you have now, you have now <laughs> put me on blast both in written form and globally to you, to your podcast audience that I am completely willing to share any part of my life to any stranger that asks. That is what, that is the implication that you have given. But I'm also giving you a platform to say, no, this is not it's, the case. I, I don't know what you need me to do to dispute that fact. I mean, it, it is, first of all, it's not a fact. Secondly, it's just untruthful. I have shared my location with a select small handful of, handful of people. Uh-huh. I, I agree. And we could get into semantics over what a small handful is. Okay, what is your idea of small handful? But you know what? That's irrelevant. What? Already... It, it is relevant because you're implying again that my version of small is like 100 people. No, we have already agreed. Or that... even that it's 10 people. It's not even 10 people. We have already agreed that you have won this round. And you have won this round. And I acknowledge that I was incorrect in claiming that you don't care about privacy. You do care. Why are you smiling? <laughs> Because, uh, I like, hear the words that are coming no, out of your mouth. Like uh, you're, you're saying you apologize, but it, it doesn't seem like you're actually apologizing. I like apologetic. to I like to smile. It's, it's good for your muscles. That's why I have good deltoids. Okay. 
Um, no, we are completely on the same page. I acknowledge that I, <laughs> I acknowledge that I was I was incorrect in um, putting blew it out of putting you on blast for um, accusing you of not caring about privacy, and it's just that I get concerned about my niece, your your daughter. And what, and is, it, what sh- is it? What is that concern based on? And what specifically are you concerned about? Well, for until. Her? Until you explained, it seemed that you would just kind of go, like some somebody would come up to you. Oh, hey, can I, um, can you give me your location? Can I location track you on my phone? Mm-hmm. And it just kind of seemed that you would be okay with sharing that with anybody. And that, and what, what would make you, what would have given that impression? But now that you have explained it to me, that I'm it's just a curious. Small I'm curious of, what I have done or what I have said in the historically that would make you think that that would be the case. Oh, it's just kind of the cavalier, casual way that in the past... When, exp- what do you mean by we cavalier? Younger, what? What specifically? You know what? I'm actually really proud of you right now. What you were doing is you were throwing Socrates at me. This is the Socratic method in action. You are making me define my words and explain my sentences. And I don't like it. I don't like it being thrown at me. Yeah, I would just like... This is an, the I other would, side of the coin, and I don't like it. Yeah, just an example would be... I but would, I respect that you're doing it. It's It's frustrating... No, and I appreciate that you respect and acknowledge what I'm saying. Uh, what I don't appreciate as much is that you're not actually answering my questions. You're just acknowledging that the questions are good in and of themselves. My hope is that you will have forgotten what your question was. My, I didn't. What have I said or done historically that would make you think that I'm okay sharing my location with anybody on the street? You know what? You are, again, you are correct. You have never said specifically, ipso facto... I will share my location with anyone on the street. You have not even inferred, maybe implied, but not inferred and not said <laughs> concretely. I cannot wait to hear this back. You're also going to need to explain to your audi- audience what ipso facto is, like throwing somebody under the bus. Um, I am wrong. And I apologize for implying that privacy is not important to you. I wanted to use that as a launching point into asking and I actually am being I actually am being serious here. Thank you for being a good sport. You're Just welcome. in a 30 second sort of bridge or segue um, Johnny is my brother. We are I have the greatest respect very close relationship with him as a brother um, look up to him as a as a media guy slash photographer um, slash all-round creative. Um, he's been an incredible uncle to uh, our four children, and I'm very excited to see him as a dad now. Um, I value his opinion. Um, he's one of my favorite people to, to banter and argue with, as we're doing mostly pleasantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want to thank, ask thank you, you... that was kind. I did want to ask you... Um, about the relationship between privacy and say you are not on any, I mean, you're talking to me right now and you know, um, this is going to be probably part of my podcast if mm-hmm. the audio quality isn't too bad from sitting here in the parking lot of Costco in your car. You know that this is going to go on my podcast. Um, we actually do have some similar thoughts on, on privacy and I'm always interested in talking with you about these things. I know that you think 
about the ways that you share, the things that you share. I share some deep slices of my family sometimes, but I'm also very protective about, uh, about what I do share as well. You are not on any social media platforms right now, which makes the fact that you're talking with me um, sort of extra, extra special. I appreciate that. So would you tell me a little bit about your relationship, your evolving relationship with um, Facebook, for example, over the last three years and how that fits into being a parent? Sure. Uh, this will be a bit of a cluster bring it. First of all, I'm not totally off of social media. I have accounts. I'm just not active on there. I, If I were to have a top nine at the end of the year, I think that's a thing. Like having a top nine on Insta or Facebook. Okay. I would not be able to come up with nine pictures over the last three years. I'm not anti-social media. I have watched one too many episodes of Black Mirror though, which terrify me. And listening to various podcasts just as far as privacy and the digital age we're in and the lack of, the lack of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some people are willing to share more via their social media platforms than I am and mostly that comes from a place of paranoia for me that could be unfounded, but in general, hmm, I'm doing a horrible job of explaining this. It is a teetering, it is a, I teeter on the edge of like paranoia and also not enough paranoia probably because my industry that I work in and micro stock with content. Um, Could you just 10, 15 seconds explain micro stock? Yeah, I create, we create generic photos and videos that customers license to use in marketing campaigns, essentially. And my wife is in content that we sell to people. My daughter is in content that we sell to people. So it seems kind of funny to say we're willing to, we're willing to, make money from this media that we're posting for essentially anyone to go and purchase from the agency that we distribute that content through, and then in the same breath say, I'm reticent to post content on Instagram or Facebook or TikTokie or whatever the other uh, platforms are. It is, um, I love the sound of rain. I do too. Those are extra pretty raindrops coming down. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I hope you cut all of this out because not. it's not a, it's not a good answer at all. I'm not going to cut it out. I, uh, I have a love hate relationship with, with social media in general, not anti-social media. If you asked me to, if you asked me if I would choose to have 50,000 followers on my account or none at all, I would be a hypocrite if I said I wouldn't love to have 50,000 followers, but I'm also glad that I'm, I don't feel the need to be totally sucked into that and invest a huge chunk of my time in it just because I would rather give my time elsewhere. 
So it's more of like a a, uh, a cause and effect thing for me. I know that if I spent more time on it, then it would mean that I would have less time to devote to some other areas of my life that are important to me. Um, so it really just comes down to more than anything, aside from the privacy, wanting to be at least aware of what I am and am not sharing via my platforms, it comes down to time. And I know myself and I know that I can get sucked in pretty easily. And I would rather just keep that door closed as much as possible so that I can, I can avoid that. That was like a 10-minute ramble of not answering your question. It was two minutes. You don't give yourself enough credit for answering things articulately. And I didn't give you any heads up beforehand of what I was going to talk to you about or ask you. You don't give yourself enough credit sometimes. I am going to wrap this up because I think it's time to wrap up and the rain is coming down. I think we should be able to sit here silently and just enjoy it on the windshield for a little while. Um, It's getting really hot in here too. Thank you for being willing to talk with me on the record. Uh, My brother, Johnny Long, photographer, dad, brother, creative fella, all-around cool guy. Oh, I know what else I wanted to say. Is there anything that you would like to... You know, I don't have a... I have an audience, a tiny but devoted and growing little audience. Thank you, Aaron from the Netherlands. Yes. Yes, thank you, Aaron and Aaron and family and the Netherlands in general. And uh, oh yeah, the seven new states that have um, been added over the last two episodes that have started listening in as well. So thank you very much. Can you? Would you like to share um, your company and where people could go to um, see some photographs of you and purchase content if they wanted? Or for sure, you can you can uh, reach me at three six zero. Um, That's my phone number. Sorry. Sorry. I'm going to have to bleep that out too. I cannot believe you just this is, you're making so much more work for me. Um, yeah, my company is called Flyview Productions, F-L-Y-V-I-E-W or Flyview Aerial. Both have sites if you want to see some of the work we do. Um, yeah, you can find me, find us on Instagram and Facebook, I think, but the most recent post is probably going to go back a ways. Okay. And did you want to invite anybody to location track you? Like, if anybody wants to know where if, you're going? If you are interested in in being on my Find My app on my iPhone, you can shoot me... I just burped on your podcast. You can shoot me... You can shoot me an email to Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y, at flyviewaerial.com uh requesting access and telling me why I should accept you and I will take it as on a case by case basis if you have a legitimate reason for wanting to know where I am uh, I will take it into consideration I'm going to make no guarantees uh, you handled that question much better than I hoped you would I kind of wanted you to stumble on that yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I, might, for- I might I might share my location with you I thanks can't guarantee for- it thanks for being here I'm going to um I'm going to give you a hug over the air, even though nobody can see it. This is the sound of us hugging in the rain. So I hope that's your bright spot for today, if you're listening. Um, if you take one thing away from today, um, know, know this. This is the takeaway. Wait, is that a tagline for something? I didn't, no, I didn't want to use somebody else's. I think you're else's. good. Okay. 
if you take one thing away, it's this. When you truly love and respect people, then you can argue, you learn to argue well. You don't bicker, you don't squabble, you banter, and you argue. Those two things are some of the most important parts of good relationships, is learning how to banter and how to argue well. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Johnny. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening in to episode number six. I am excited to have you back again next week. We will be returning to a little more regularly scheduled program with sections on history, science, philosophy, religion, Greek, Latin, etc., all that stuff. Uh, until then, you know, do all the stuff you usually do. Play hard, make stuff, be kind, all that. Joseph out.